0: Hello, my name is Julia Wittup, and I'm an interviewer with What Should I Be. If you'd like to get more information about What Should I Be, please visit our website at whatshouldibe.me. We provide complete and free access to a wide variety of interviews spanning many different careers from all over the world. Today I'm speaking with Chris Kepler, and she is a performing artist Washington State. So Chris, tell us um, what age were you when you first decided to become a performing artist?
1: Well actually I started singing when I was in junior high school and really loved that. And so that sort of started things off and I, I wanted to keep singing and so I started taking lessons and I sang all the way through junior college actually mm-hmm. and I I started to do a, a few solos um, about high school and a few solos in junior college and then I sort of got bored with choir um, and I quit I quit for a while and but I really missed it so I started started back in, actually in, didn't start again until my 30s, and uh, a blind date took me to a Gilbert and Sullivan production, which I really enjoyed the production, I didn't enjoy the date, but I enjoyed the production, <laughs> <laughs> and on, on the program it said, oh, we're, we're looking for chorus members, and so I thought, well... I'm, I'd like to try that. And I auditioned for their next show and got in the chorus as a fairy.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so that launched you on your way. That that really
1: launched me on my way, yeah, at that point.
0: <laughs> and why do you think you were drawn to this specific career or field?
1: I had, you know, I just love singing. And I, you know, I wanted, and there's just something about it. I just really loved it. And I wanted to, you know, do it and sing a lot and sing in musicals. And, well, then that involves learning acting to be in musicals. And at first it was, it was really about the music and wanting to sing and wanting to keep singing Uh that, that attracted me. To, to performing in the first place um and once especially as I started doing more solo stuff that that was a real especially in the beginning, you get very much of a high out of it, or at least I did uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and and then once you get that high you're you're hooked on it it as you do it more and more and more and more you you don't get. The high, like you used to, but it's still a really nice feeling. You never lose that nice feeling from being in front of an audience or getting feedback, you know, from someone who hears my voiceover. So,
0: yeah. All right. And um, what kind of educational or experience requirements do you have to have to get into this field?
1: Uh, Most I would say most, a lot of the performers obviously have a degree in fine arts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Either a bachelor's, some get a master's, especially if they want to teach, they'll get a master's or a doctorate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't have actually any of those. I just have a real love for it. But I did get a lot of training. Uh, I just found the best acting school I could in Seattle and started there started with their basic acting and you know just kept taking classes and more classes and i still continue to train and take classes uh, because it's i think one thing i like about the performing arts is you're always learning you never stop learning there's always something new that you that you can learn or something you can do to make your performance better Uh and that's that's i think that's one of the most fun things about it that you never stop learning
0: and so you just kept learning and kept working towards it (laughs) yes
1: yeah and i just keep i still keep learning (laughs) (laughs) I, i i just you know took a webinar last night in editing audio So I could be a better editor with my voiceovers. And I actually regularly, I belong to a voice registry website. And I... um,
0: The what uh, website?
1: It's called Voice Registry.
0: Voice Registry, okay.
1: And they offer a program where I get to um, voice copy uh, a few times a month for, for some of the leading... Uh, voice casting producers in the U S and I get feedback and not only do I get feedback on mine, I get to listen to everybody else's and their feedback and it, I can't say enough for, you know, being able to hear what other people are doing and listening to that and listening to the feedback. And I, I have to tell you my um, commercial copy voiceovers have, really improved just hearing that and my narration too
0: yeah so okay. i can
1: you know i do that every month so i'm just continuing to learn and get better
0: and so you're mostly a voice performer is that correct
1: i i would say my focus is voice although voiceover um and you know i actually don't do a lot of singing but voiceover is really interconnected to singing and i use you know what I've learned in singing every time I do a voiceover, especially because I I specialize in narration, and so you're narrating long phrases. You have to plan on the breath, you have to plan on the phrasing, and that's it's the same thing as singing when mm-hmm. you're singing a song. So I think that's one of the reasons I enjoy voiceover so much. Although I still do film and theater, but in the In theater, the voice still counts for a huge amount of what you do in your acting. Mm -hmm. Voice and acting really can't be separated out. Um, Film, it's not so much as your voice, uh, but it's a lot of inflection in your voice and what what your eyes are saying.
0: Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you like most about this career?
1: I just, I love entertaining people. I love making people laugh. Actually, uh, my my favorite is, is to do is comedy, and um, and I also I think one of the biggest things about it is also. To, is also you just is the learning aspect I love to keep learning Mm -hmm. and the performing arts is is one where there's there's just no end to what you can learn
0: just no end yeah that's fascinating what (laughs) what is it actually like to work and live day to day as you well it's, um,
1: it's mostly well it depends on what I'm doing sometimes if I'm doing a lot of acting, I'm usually you know planning to go out of the house making sure that you know my car is in good working order because I really depend on it as far as transportation because I'm always having to go Usually acting means driving to a location for the location shoot, um, driving to interviews, driving to auditions. and so there's a lot of actual uh, planning involved um, that you you know you have your audition material ready the night before you have if you have to have a monologue, you have to have that ready um, and and keep up with the monologues if you've got one so you know, when someone calls and says, "I need you to come in tomorrow," and by the way, you need a monologue, it's it's like, "Oh, okay,
0: <laughs> I've oh.
1: got this one here, and I need to go over it." And
0: what is the monologue? What? It's something you've written.
1: A monologue is usually not something I've written, but it's from a a play. It, usually, I've been using material from a a play that I've been in before, and I often. Uh, just um so it's pre-written material from okay. a play that okay. that you've usually usually I've sometimes I've worked with the with the coach sometimes I haven't to sort of you know tweak it for because it has to become a a standalone piece um yeah it's usually about a minute a minute to a minute and a half is all you need and
0: so that's for an audition yeah, but it has
1: to be memorized, so uh, okay. it's something you have to keep on top of on a regular basis because you never know when someone's going to say, come audition tomorrow, and by the way, you need a monologue.
0: Right, okay. <laughs> and then if you get the part, you have to memorize the part, right?
1: Yes, in theater, you have to memorize the part. It, also in uh, film, although I find film is a little less memorization um because your film acting is different uh, because i think of it as acting in bits um, because you're only going to do a portion of a script that day and so you usually concentrate on that portion and then the next day then you're going to concentrate on the next portion whereas theater it's like you got to memorize the whole thing
0: the whole thing Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and what do you like least about your job i suspect that memorization is it
1: yeah i'm yeah it's as as I go along, the memorization, especially in theater, I'm finding the memorization required in theater is becoming my most unfavorite. Because uh, film acting, it's usually a shorter, you know, it's shorter memorization um, because you're doing it in bits. Mm. And with voiceover, I'm just reading from copy. So, and I don't have to memorize anything
0: right <laughs> <laughs> and you're not a, you're not on video either usually yeah. huh?
1: and if i'm lots of times when i'm doing live theater now i'm i'm actually i i have my own solo show and it's stuff that i'm writing more um because i'm now i have a podcast and a blog and my blog is all the stuff generally that i write and um so, but I find it's interesting when you write your own material. It's it's very easy to for me. It's very easy to memorize it because you sort of already know what it. It's
0: it because comes, it came from you in the first place. It came
1: in the first place, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely the hardest thing at this point is is doing theater and have to memorize lots and lots of lines. And
0: what? <laughs> What could someone expect to make in that field? Uh, Obviously, there are some stars who make a fortune, but what does (laughs) an average person make?
1: You know, I think it depends on where you live.
0: Um,
1: I think still nowadays you need to live in a city where you need to live in L.A. or New York City or a place where they do a lot of filming, like British Columbia, which means you have to be Canadian. Um, I'm not... Chicago. I know of actors that make a living in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and But still, you're probably going to make twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 And that's if you're successful. Um, th- there's no guarantees. You're probably going to need... Um, most people are not only busy auditioning, even in l a you're busy auditioning, you probably have some kind of side job some something you you really need to think of yourself as an entrepreneur, and what else can I use these skills to make money
0: yeah okay uh, yeah. I kind of always think it's like Penny on the Big Bang Theory where she works at the Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) Yeah, there
1: are a a lot, yeah, that you've got some kind of second job. Probably you've got, you're going to end up with some kind of second. You're either going to start producing, also directing, also writing, also doing voiceover. Voiceover is... uh, uh, one way that really you can use your skills to make income but you have to think of it as a business and you have to think of it as multiple streams finding multiple streams of income because um, you're just sometimes you're not gonna get that mm-hmm. gig, that's series regular um, or that you know a can continually get cast in movies are really difficult at this point um, <clears throat> Uh, because um, they're doing a lot of casting on location and they're only bringing a few people in from LA and then everything else is cast at that location so
0: so they've already cast it before they go to the location
1: Yeah. yeah or what they've done they've only cast a few leads from LA and then everybody else is cast locally
0: Oh, I see. So the extras might be cast locally.
1: supporting cast locally.
0: Oh. Yes.
1: A lot of supporting cast is cast at that shooting location.
0: Okay. Yeah. What what were some of the most difficult and challenging things you experienced uh, on your journey getting to where you are today?
1: It's been... Being, I'm basically an introvert, and um, and I have to tell you, most of the actors I know are introverts.
0: That's funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's learning actually to deal with that, because when you step on that stage, you're an, you need to become an extrovert, and how do you deal with that, and how do you become comfortable with that, <laughs> and it, it took a while. It took, I'd say it took a couple of years at least um, for me to really get comfortable with that idea. That you may sit like this, but when you get on stage, it's this. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you have to, you get practice with your acting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> acting like an extrovert. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's, and then, and then when I started to write that, that, you know, I think that was even, that was just as scary or scarier than learning to become, you know, become an extrovert on stage because writing and if you're writing your own content, putting it out there, it's, um. And you don't know what people are going to think. Are they going to find it funny? Are they going to find it, you know, you uh-huh. don't know what
0: are going to okay. get. So
1: that that was definitely a hard part.
0: So you had a little distance if it's somebody else's material?
1: Yes. I and then if it's your own material, It's
0: it's it becomes a lot
1: more personal mm-hmm. about what people think about it. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Wow, that's interesting that an intro that I'm surprised that most actors are introverts because it seems like it would be just the opposite.
1: You would think, but I, I, I think, I don't know if anybody's done a you know study study, <laughs> study on it, but I think I've heard it thrown out there at least fifty percent.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I do know I have some actor friends who are definite
0: extroverts,
1: (laughs) but I sure have a lot more that they're no introverted. Yeah. What
0: uh, What magazines would you recommend people to subscribe to, or books to read?
1: Oh, there's lots of great books out there. Um, You know, I would. I would just go out to Amazon and, uh, anything by David Mamet is great. Who? Uh, David Mamet. Mamet? He's a one, yeah. M-A-M-E-T. He's a wonderful playwright, but he's written some really great stuff. I'm, I'm sure he's written some really great stuff on acting. Uh, Sam Shepard. Oh, yeah. Great playwright, I think, has written some stuff on acting. Um... Those are two that come to mind uh, as far as improv goes. Viola Spolin is probably one of the best known. And I'm, I know she has books out there. Um, if you go out, always, I like when I go out to Amazon, I look, I look for the best reviewed books and then read the reviews and see what, you know, you think would appeal to you. Because um, everybody learns differently, and so you you really need to find out, you know, by looking at reviews and maybe taking a little bit of look at the book. Because I know you can do that a lot on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Find out if if that writing style appeals to you, and you think that you will learn from it. Um,
0: and what uh, what what magazines are you know like industry standards i there's a
1: you know i don't get a lot i don't read a lot of magazines in the industry i mostly have a lot of on, you know some online there's a, a really great one is called broadway blogspot
0: blogway broadspot broadway, broad spot. broadway blog yeah. spot.
1: blogspot i think it's dot com and that, that, that has been a wonderful resource. I actually wrote an article for them. But they have really great articles uh, mm-hmm. and information. Um, there's another one um, online uh, that I get called Master Teachers that has really great information.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. Can you describe <laughs> a typical week? what's a typical week like for you a typical week right now
1: is um you know spend a lot of time online Um, I have auditions uh delivered to me uh, and I look through those to see if there's anything of interest and apply by sending out my resume and headshot to them um I'm, for as far as my voiceover work goes, I'm constantly on freelance sites and um, bidding on work. Uh, There's uh, a lot of freelance sites out there have uh, voice talent work available that you just go out and bid on. And uh, then if you get it, uh, then... And then it's, you know, talking to the client. You're going to do all this, especially voiceover, is via email.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> of so lots of email. Uh,
1: you, you can send an MP3 file anywhere in the world.
0: I have,
1: I've worked for people in Romania, uh, Scotland, uh, everywhere in the U.S. Um, I don't think... Uh, oh
0: um cairo egypt <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're used, you're not speaking in their language though are you uh, they're speaking they're uh most of the freelancer sites i
1: go to are all english-based so they all speak english out there okay uh mostly because most of them if they're looking for US talent or British talent or Australian talent they're looking for someone who speaks English. Right, that's um, good. Yeah, some of the stuff I did in Cairo, Egypt was um you know a course on people for people to learn English.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. So they wanted to hear English spoken by a yeah. n- native speaker. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. uh, what tips or suggestions would you have for anyone who might be thinking that this would be something they want to do?
1: You really have, you know, as with anything that you want to do for a living, you really need to like it really love what you do because it's it's not easy um it, i i have to say being an entrepreneur of any kind you know running your own business it's it's not easy so you really have to want to do that and have a feel that that's what you want to do and i think especially in the performing arts people you know they think it looks they see the glamour around it right and (laughs) the day-to-day work is really hard work um and you're you're dealing with lots of different personalities you have to learn to deal with lots of different personalities and get along with you know if you've got a voiceover client you have to get along with know how to get along with that client some of them aren't always easy you have to learn to get along with that director you have to learn to get along with the producer you have to learn to get along with your fellow actors even if you don't like them you may have (laughs) you know a very intimate scene with someone you don't like and you're gonna have to set that aside and just do it and it's It's not. The day-to-day work is very hard. Yeah, there's some glamorous parts to it. (laughs) (laughs) I just went to a red carpet party for a local festival over the weekend. And and those are the fun bits. (laughs) Oh,
0: how fun. Okay. But
1: in between, there's a lot of really difficult work. And it's really not – I don't, you know – um, I've done corporate jobs in the past and I don't really separate out what I do as a performing artist from what you know I would do sitting in a cube at a corporation it's work you need to look at it as
0: work and and deal with it do, deal yeah. with the parts you don't like <laughs> it, parts don't like because <laughs> there's going to be
1: parts you don't like
0: could could you kind of take us through the story of your life and show us how you got to where you are now oh sure okay Uh, like
1: i say i i started out singing and i really loved singing Uh and that that love of singing actually it's never going gone away i still like to sing and i still do it on a weekly basis to keep my voice in shape, um, because it's it. I really use it in my voiceover work. Uh, but I just really love to sing. And so I really have that basis for, you know, the performing part of it. It's just never gone away. Um, but I, like I say, I got bored with choir, I was like, I'm tired of just standing here and singing. Um, so I quit for a while. In my 30s, I went back. It's like, I, I you know, I really wanna get back to this. I miss, I miss the singing. There's gotta be something else I can do with it. And then it was just luck that I was, you know, went to that Gilbert and Sullivan production and was reading the program carefully and noticed that they were looking for chorus members. And, and you know, at first, I. After The the director of the Gilbert and Sullivan company was a little bit eccentric. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't know at first, after my first encounter, if I really wanted to do it again. It was kind of fun and it was it was much more fun than choir. Um, but I didn't know if all the companies were quite this strange. Anyway, I, I sort of sat it out for a year and then I auditioned again and um, I got in The Gondoliers, uh, which is another Gilbert and Sullivan production. And I actually had my own little bit where I fainted several <sighs> times. <laughs> and then I, you know, then I, then I was hooked and I danced. I had to learn to waltz. And then I, at that point I got hooked and I started then ex- expanding you know getting a regular headshot starting to putting together a real resume because that's what you need to do is you know
0: have a portfolio and
1: start your portfolio and i started looking around i start you know asking other actors at gilbert and sullivan where else do you audition do you know of it? and then they told me about places to find auditions and uh and then i started taking some acting lessons Uh and i enjoyed it and i thought yeah you know i um after i found the right teacher that's that's a big thing i i got off on the wrong foot with one of my teachers and 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 in improv and i actually had for several years then had a block against doing improv so it's really important um that you find the right teacher Uh
0: uh-huh
1: okay and and learn in a safe environment. Anyway, so I, it's like, cause I wanted to be out front. It's like, okay, I've been in the course for a while. I want to be out front. <laughs> and so that meant uh, acting classes. And then I, I found a musical theater company um, a ways in, down in Auburn, and uh, got in uh, Oklahoma as a chorus member, but then they cast me as an Aunt Eller understudy. And so I didn't think, well, you know, I'd probably ever do the part, but you know, every night I I listened, I memorized, you know, I listened yeah. to the woman, Aunt Eller, I watched it because she dances part of the last part of the jazz dance. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> And, but I never they never had me go up on stage and do the part. I had just watched, you know, and listened from backstage. And then one Saturday night, I got a call three hours before the show started. The woman playing Aunt Eller was rehearsing a children's play, and she had fallen off the
0: stage. Uh-oh. She couldn't go on. She couldn't go on, so you had to jump in. <laughs> with three hours preparation, <laughs> three hours, yeah.
1: <laughs> How did you do? I scared. You know, it came off okay. <laughs> I went on stage too early to begin with, but I, and I, I made it through the dance scene. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that- scary is trying to you know because i'm i'm not a dancer or i have no major dance training <laughs> but i made it through the dancing you did oh good yeah and i got all the lines all the lines came out and uh it actually went really
0: well considering i had three hours i bet so, that was a high to have that uh
1: was, yeah, I was definitely hooked at that point. <laughs> and so that was okay, more acting lessons, you know, look for other other parts, look for I'm going to start doing regular theater, I'm going to get out of musicals, get into regular theater. And um, I got a break in, uh, I got cast in a very small part with a, a, a well-known fringe theater in Seattle and uh in fact, I never even walked on stage. all my part was from behind a door, but I had lots of lines, and it was a funny part so um lots of so then directors in Seattle saw me at that point, and I started getting more work uh in in Seattle um, and then it was like, "Well, let's see what else can I do? You know, I kind of like to try film." And so I started auditioning for student film projects, got in some of those, started building a film resume. And um, then there's been some more networking going on. Um, Started networking with, you know, going to networking things uh, for local industry networking. That's, That's really important that you uh, I I enjoy networking actually, and it's become very important even for actors that you learn to network and go to industry nights and Me. and things like that. So you know, I started, you know, people started knowing who I was, and I started actually getting calls. You know, we'd like to cast you. Uh
0: huh. So it's
1: the best. You know, they just say we'd like to cast you, and you don't <laughs>
0: even have to audition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice.
1: <laughs> so and then it's like, well, gee, what else can I do? I you know, I want a chance to make more money at this. I really like, you know, making money at this. Mm-hmm. So um so I started voiceover. And and I really enjoy, you know, voiceover, uh, just because it's so related to singing. Um and so and that's, it's, you know, you just keep adding on and looking for things. And it's like, well, you know, gee, I, I'm i going to try new media. I'm going to try podcasting. And so then that meant writing, you know, writing my own stuff. And, um, and actually I actually got started, I decided about, oh, after having this block about improv that I needed to, not have that Um, so i i took lessons from a well-known improv teacher who encouraged me to start looking at doing solo stuff and if you're going to do solo stuff then you're going to have to start writing and i started doing that and i actually i really you know i enjoyed that so
0: Mm, okay yeah wow so what (laughs) tips or suggestions could you give someone who's thinking they might like to be a performing artist Don't, don't be, if you, you really
1: need to start taking some lessons, get some acting lessons, get some, if you like to dance, and you, get some dancing lessons. It's, start taking some lessons and talking to people about, oh, what, and start, start find local theater in your area and go, go to plays. Um, if there's a film, you know, local film festival, go to those films. Um, Cause they, they usually have a lot of, a lot of cities now have um, 48 hour film festivals, 72 hour film festivals yeah. where a group makes a film in a really short period of time. <laughs> and Actually, those are fun. I've done several. But then they have a screening, you know, and uh, a local screening. So then you know who the local directors are, who the local producers are. Um, so then you can, you know, and, and usually at the, film, at the film festivals they have a Q&A um, with the directors and producers, and so you, you sort of get an idea of what's happening locally. And so you start, you know, taking lessons and and finding out, you know, how to find out about auditions and when when your teacher feels you might be ready, you know, start going to auditions. Mm-hmm. And it's scary at first. Yes, it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary, but if you go and you really if you're really enjoying your lessons, and then you go to auditions, and you get in to, you know, even the chorus stuff, and you really enjoy it, then that's a really good sign that you, you're going to enjoy. Keep, you know, keep doing it, and and don't let people discourage you. So, if you really like it. Yeah. But you got to know if you're really going to like it, because until you get into a play or a film or you don't really know
0: how hard it is Uh, it's yeah (laughs) you should try it and see what about a mentor did you have a mentor or can you suggest how someone might get a mentor yeah you know
1: uh i i started out my teachers were my mentors
0: okay you're asking teachers yeah
1: acting uh voice you know my voice teachers were my mentors and and then as you grow and meet more people then i think you find other mentors to you know move you along Uh in the process
0: so yeah okay all right um so so you started out and did you go to college at all did you get a
1: Actually, yeah, I do have a college degree in
0: allied health. Allied health, <laughs> okay. At
1: least like a biology degree, which
0: <laughs> So you can do that to support yourself while you're looking for our a- acting jobs.
1: Yeah, that's well. I I I have to say, um, actually, I I started out as a medical technologist. Uh huh. And I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Want to do a job you hate in 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 any you know even a corporate job you don't want to do a corporate job you hate because it's bad yeah (laughs) it was (laughs) and so I I, (laughs) you know I, I fell into purchasing and I've actually done that for several years to help support myself and I actually find it interesting okay uh but I um but it's uh. I prefer the performing artist.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's,
1: in way, it's, it's work. It's, you know. So as a performing
0: work. artist, you're basically an entrepreneur because.
1: Yes, yeah, you are. You are an entrepreneur. Yes.
0: Because you yeah. don't really get jobs in that field, right? No. More like no. gigs. Yeah. More like gigs. <laughs> <laughs> So what are the best tips you could give somebody wanting to do this?
1: It's, take lessons and start, get in a play, you know, get in a film and find out what it's really like. It's even local independent film is, it's not going to be that different from it's actually not that different from Hollywood film. Okay. Um They all use about the pretty much the same process. So if if you get in a film and you discover you don't like standing around
0: for four hours
1: <laughs> and or lying on the pavement in November till you can't feel your feet because they've frozen. <laughs>
0: ah. <laughs> you've had to do that or yeah that happened
1: to me or you don't like it when the crew drops a cell phone on your face for a scene oh no or you don't like kissing the your lead and you know he's gay (laughs) (laughs) then you don't want to do this <laughs> because you will end up in one of those situations. I'm a character actress. So you wouldn't think that I'd need to kiss someone, but I have. You have to. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and what is the difference between a character actor and any other actor? What A, a character actor is
1: someone like F. Murray Abraham or... Um, Let's see um it, you're not considered mostly i do in film i do supporting roles almost exclusively you're not going to be a lead like kathy bates occasionally you get lead stuff yeah i mean they've a few leading parts but if you look at their films overall everything mostly it's smaller roles you're supporting okay. what's called supporting um and the leads are for beautiful
0: stars yeah and people like that okay
1: star and be a character actor i mean kathy bates is still a star yeah uh she's you know a character it's it's the not as beautiful people usually okay (laughs) it's still i mean it's still fun and it's great work and for voiceover it doesn't matter what you look like
0: right because you you're only going to be hearing your voice <laughs> do you do audiobooks? i
1: do do audio books yeah i just completed my fourth one uh, about a month ago and, and i would think
0: been... there's a lot of work in that area with all the new books
1: there is and they actually prefer actors for audio uh i was just at a conference last year and uh, the the big publishing houses were bringing in; they were out looking for actors
0: to, to do to narrate voice. to
1: narrate, because they're it's just such you know such a fit for an actor to do an audio book, and not every voice fits every you know yeah every book you yeah so they're always looking for new talent, and yeah, audio is just it just keeps increasing so and i i enjoy it audiobooks are um uh, it was fun i just um mostly i've done non-fiction uh because my last the last book i narrated was a guide to home canning
0: oh okay so,
1: <laughs> but actually it was very fun to narrate and uh, i like to cook so she had some really great recipes it's like wow maybe we should take up canning this is such a great recipe <laughs>
0: and what about animated movies you do those i assume
1: you know i haven't really gotten into that because generally still with animation um it's usually still very local and if you don't have an animation it's still mostly in la um new york there's more of it being done online and so there's there's becoming more animation work but it's usually for um internet work uh-huh. and i have done some of that i actually did an animated <laughs> character for a commercial
0: oh for, for an onla- uh uh-huh. yeah commercial
1: ad online
0: okay so that's
1: fun <laughs> like the geico
0: gecko yeah Somebody yeah does, does his voice
1: yeah there's more of that and there's of course um i just recently did an audition for a game uh, cuz they also use um you know more cartoon animated voices for for gaming
0: so oh yeah they would huh so your voice appears on some games you know
1: um i've so far i've only voiced one game and that was for the client in
0: Romania so <laughs> oh so it's not likely i'll play that game
1: been released or not so okay <laughs> I do specialize in children's audiobooks and so uh, I've done several of those that's really fun and I do all the different voices so um, I actually voiced uh, uh, recently the the original version of Rapunzel which I had never heard before uh-huh. and that was that was really now, that's a challenge to play. The gardener, the prince, the princess, and the witch, all in the same story. All <laughs> in the
0: same story? <laughs> well, this is, sounds, it sounds fun, or you make it sound fun. It's, it's
1: very fun. It's very fun, but it's also hard work. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for uh being with us today and explaining this. Have I forgotten to ask you anything? I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank (laughs) you very much, Chris. Okay, you're welcome.